0: New on CuriosityStream, the Nazis' true strength was their propaganda. You had posters, you had banners, you had music. See how a mastery of messaging galvanized Hitler's march to power in Project Nazi blueprints of evil. And if space is the final frontier, is it destined to be monetized? The battle between space exploration and galactic capitalism may have already begun. Don't miss Space Greed. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. My name is Sandra Hancock and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Now today's message is part two from last week, You Are Not Alone. Last week we talked about a spirit of rejection and how this spirit of rejection will bring a stronghold in your life which can bring bitterness, unforgiveness and it can even bring physical sickness to your body so this day I want you to increase your faith I want you to get real with the Lord and let him heal those soul wounds be blessed by this message that's the same thing with drugs drugs is such a problem now but you know people don't automatically say I want to be on drugs I'm gonna grow up one day and be on drugs No, but it was a spirit there of trauma or a spirit of rejection or something that caused that. And maybe they got in with the wrong crowd. And then so many times you see people that were delivered from drugs that are back on them again. Because why? The root was never healed. And drug rehab uh, programs are wonderful, and I thank God for them. But sometimes you better have some good security and people watching. That's why they are so secure because what better place to get drugs? That's why there's so much security. And we need to pray for those programs because it is a strong bondage. But there comes a time in our lives that we have to change that cycle. We have to change that cycle we have to say that everybody in our family may have been addicts, but it stops here. Everybody in this family may have been abused or abusive, but it stops here. Everybody else may have been depressed out of their mind, but it stops here. I'm drawing the line in the sand, Satan, no weapon formed against me or my family will prosper. But somebody's gotta be bold enough to take a stand. Break the cycle. So here he is in a land of Tob. Doing mischief, the Bible says. When all of a sudden, the people that rejected him came to him. And they said, hey, there's going to be a war with the Ammonites. And we want you to be our commander. Now, he had a decision to make. He could have easily said, y'all rejected me. Why would I go anywhere with you? But he made the decision to go back. See, there's a blessing to rejection. It can make you bitter, or it can make you better. Because see, those people that rejected you They do not determine your future. Your faith in Jesus and your attitude determines your future and not them. But as long as you are remaining bitter, guess what? God will never use you. You'll lose the anointing of God on your life. He is the vindicator. He's an on-time job. When, you're, when you've been rejected, that's a time you can get on your knees and say, Jesus, I'm lonely. Jesus, I feel rejected. Jesus, I need you. And that is some of the greatest times you'll ever have in your life. Because see, as long as everybody loves you, pats you on the back and tells you how great you are, your kids are not driving you crazy, Your husband or wife's not driving you crazy. Everything is fine. But when you feel rejected, that's the time that you hit your knees because Jesus never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He's with you wherever you are. But see, what the enemy wants to do is get a hold of your mind to say you're worthless. Jesus, you have disappointed God. See, there's some of you that's watching. You think Jesus doesn't love you anymore. You're not worthy because of the mistakes that you've made. That's a lie of the enemy. He wants you healed and set free. So it can make you bitter or it can make you better. But the decision... Is up to you. Because see, suddenly the Lord can change your situation. Just like this guy, suddenly the people that were abused him came back to him. And suddenly the Lord can turn your situation around if you will trust him and quit blaming other people. You may have had a terrible childhood. You may have had a terrible teenage years. You may have had a terrible uh, marriage. But the rest of your life can be the, ble- the best of your life as long as you'll quit looking back. Your destiny is in the future, not in the past. And it's up to you how many times you want to go this- around the same mountain time and time again. But there's a lot of people that were rejected in the Bible that went on and did wonderful things. When you think about David, David was rejected by his father. He was just doing what he did. He was out there taking care of his sheep, praising the Lord, singing. And then he was rejected by his father, his brothers. But you know, it was many years by the time he was anointed king that he served because he wasn't ready as a teenager. But with all the mistakes that he made, he was a man after God's own heart so God could use him. And suddenly, God brought him out of obscurity. And then you think about Joseph. I mean, he was rejected. His brothers, they, ha- they hated him. They were jealous of him. And he didn't help the situation by telling them that they were going to bow down and worship him one day. But he was already the daddy's favorite. But see, that coat was a coat of mantle of authority. That's what they didn't like. So y'all know the story of how he was rejected. They wanted to kill him. They threw him in a pit, sold him as a slave. But he wasn't ready to be second in command to Pharaoh because he had a lot of pride on him. We don't want pride. The Lord will sit you down in a heartbeat. Have y'all found that? It's better to be obedient and trust him and give him all the praise and glory than to try to take any for yourself. But suddenly, they came out of obscurity. And some of you feel like, well, I'm in ministry. I've been working. I've been behind the scene. I've been faithful. It seems like the Lord's not answering my prayers. They're going nowhere. Maybe, maybe the Lord has rejected me because of the mistakes I've made. He had not rejected you. You're not ready for what he's got for you. But that season is approaching quickly. And your job is to be prepared. I feel like this is a word for somebody. You got to be prepared. So you don't want to wait till that door opens and say, okay, Lord, let me pray about it. Some of you have been praying about some things for two years. And then when the door opens up, you say, well, let me pray about it, Lord. We miss opportunities, this is a word. We miss opportunities when the Lord opens a door. His timing is everything. And if we've prayed about it and we have a peace, sometimes you don't have a peace. Sometimes you got to do it with fear and trembling. That's what we did. Your job is to be obedient to Him. But suddenly He can turn your situation around. If you won't allow bitterness and unforgiveness, and you may say, well, you don't know what they did to me. Well, no, I don't. But aren't y'all glad that the Lord, as many times as we reject him, when we put everything else before him, but he still loves us anyway. So he goes on. He defeats the Ammonites. And then he made a foolish Val, and this is where the story gets really sad. I hate to give y'all some sad news, but we're gonna learn from it. All right, Judges 11, 29 through 31. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed through Mizpah to Gilead. And from Mizpah of Gilead, he advanced toward the people of Ammon. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. Guess who the first person that came out of the house his daughter, his one and only child. And she came out there and she was dancing. And she was shaking her tambourine. And and she was just so excited to see her father. And he tore his shirt because he knew of the vow that he made to God. Why would he make such a foolish vow to God? I mean, did they keep cattle in their house? I got to thinking about that. Did they keep sheep in the house? What did he think was going to come out the door? His wife, his child. But you know what I felt like the Lord spoke to me? He had such a spirit of rejection on him that he was so willing to be accepted by God that he made this foolish vow. And how many times do people with rejection make foolish decisions because they want to be accepted by other people? They know it's the wrong group. They know it's the wrong kind of people they don't need to hang with. But if they want to be accepted, so bad. They want to be accepted so bad. Or maybe you got to be careful about the vows that you make to God. (laughs) God, I'm going to do this, or vows to people. Oh, I'm going to do this. No, and you ain't going to do it. See, that's the problem we're living in today. People will tell you they're going to do something, but they don't do it. And if we're not people of integrity, who are we in the body of Christ to tell anybody about anything? We've got to be people of our word. But you've got to be careful about making vows to God, too. God, if you'll do this. Have you ever tra- tried to tell God what he needs to do? God, I tell you what. If you'll do this for me, I'll do this for you. But don't send me on the mission field. Mission field, go to Walmart. That's a mission field right there But he made a foolish bow. And so the, the little daughter said, "Father, just let me, there's one request. Let me go into the hill country for two months." And mourn with my friends because I will die a virgin. And he said, okay, you can do that. This is, a, this is a sad story, I know, but we're going somewhere with this. It's true. Is that the Bible? Read it. So she goes into the, the hill country for two months. Now, there's different commentaries. Some feel like uh, they went to mourn with her because she would never get married or have children. And then other commentaries feel like he did what he said he was going to do, that he sacrificed her. The Bible doesn't say either way. So that just tells us. Because they still, every year, girls would go into the hill country and celebrate her or mourn Jephthah's daughter. I don't even know what her name was. I couldn't find out what her name was. So that's kind of an annual festival that they have every year. So we got to be careful about those vows. What are some more symptoms of the spirit of rejection? If you've ever lost a loved one, or maybe you've been through a divorce, you always have a fear that you're going to lose somebody else. There's that rejection that comes there to feel like, I'm going to lose somebody else. And see, that is a tool of the enemy. The he'll you used to say, "Hey, somebody else is next. You hear they come in threes, don't you? Somebody else is next." And we try to listen to all of the, the old wives' tales and the lies of the enemy. I had a friend one time that uh, I worked with, and it seemed like she told me one time she said, "I am not going to get close to anybody else, because everybody that I get close to dies. Maybe it was from a wreck or a sickness. And she just felt that spirit of rejection that I just don't want to put myself out there to be hurt again. So a lot of times, like I say, it leads to addictions, it leads to bondages, trying to numb the pain. Then what we call a hero syndrome. A hero syndrome is maybe you tried to please your mother, but you could never please her. Everything that you did was never good enough. You never felt love. You felt rejected. And maybe she told you, you're ugly. You'll never amount to anything. Who do you think you are? You're an accident. You make my life miserable. And there are a lot of children that are felt guilty because their parents got a divorce. Maybe the parents said something they didn't need to say. And maybe it's with boys that try to get some attention from their fathers, And so they want to be perfect in every way. And I think we can all look at our lives and think about different things that we've been through that would cause that spirit to come upon us. Now, a lot of people that have this, if they were abused as a child physically or maybe verbally, will say, I'll never be like my mama. I'll never be like my daddy. And then sometimes you catch yourself doing the same thing because the soul wound was never healed. And then some people go to the other extreme. They overcompensate and their little babies do nothing wrong. We never allow them to skin their knees. They never taught right from wrong. You know, we lived in a time if the teacher got on us, we got a spanking at home too. <laughs> Teachers are saying amen to that. Now we're blaming everybody else. And it's like, do y'all know what a participation trophy is? (laughs) That's like when we're in T-ball. You know, everybody gets a trophy because you're on the team. And that's okay, maybe in T-ball. But you know, this is life. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. You've got to learn to take some responsibility. You've got to learn to fall sometimes so you can learn from your mistakes. But if we're pulling them up all the time, they'll never learn. And they'll never be productive people and citizens in the world today. I know people did their children's homework through college. <laughs> hey, I was long past that. <laughs> Maybe the fifth grade. <laughs> yawn, you on, yawn, you on, honey. <laughs> but we got to learn and we got to be healed ourselves from those soul wounds. Jesus knows what it feels like to be rejected. He was rejected by his family. He was rejected in his own hometown. The people, the same people that were saying Hosanna within a week were crucifying. So he knows what rejection feels like. So he knows the pain that you're feeling. When he was on Calvary and he died for your salvation, he died for that spirit of rejection to be broken. So how do we receive healing? Well y'all know the first thing we're gonna say, nobody wants to hear it, forgiveness. But see, wouldn't it be nice if we could say, well I could forgive them, I forgive them. So many times we'll tell people, just get over it. We don't know what that person's been through. And everybody's got a different demeanor. You know, sometimes people can shake it off pretty quick, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer. But you don't know the pain that they've been through. But it's like a layer sometimes. It's like one layer after another layer. But see, forgiveness is not a one-time thing. It's easy to say. I walk people through deliverance here, and they'll say, I forgive. But you got to forgive them every day. It's not just a one-time thing. Any of you that's ever had to forgive, you know it's not just a one-time thing. But then every day... It gets easier to say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. I'm giving this pain to you. I'm giving this rejection to you. And then you got to forgive yourself. See, sometimes that's the hardest thing because we all have regrets. We all make mistakes. I wish I'd have done. Been a better mother, been a better wife, been a better husband, daughter, whatever, son. But that guilt's gotta go. You gotta forgive yourself. Because that's what Jesus died for. Hey, it's under the blood of Jesus. You gotta give yourself a little grace and mercy. And you know what? We gotta give other people grace and mercy. We gotta loosen up these hardened hearts a little bit. We wanna beat them on the head with Jesus. (laughs) You need to do this, you need to do that. Well, they are not gonna do it. They know what they are supposed to do. We need to share love. This world needs to see the love of Jesus, not us bickering and fighting among each other. They need to see love of Jesus. Jephthah was listed in the hall of fame of faith in Hebrews chapter eleven. And if you've ever read through that, most everybody had messed it, messed up, everybody had blown it. But God used them. So you need to give yourself a little grace and mercy. He can use you too, but he wants you well. Because see, the word says we love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, and we love our neighbor as ourselves. Well, see, the problem today, there's a lot of people that don't love themselves. They don't like themselves. They got so much hate and bitterness in their heart. You can't give away what you don't have. But when you can say, Lord, heal me, where I can get my confidence back that I'm a child of the king. I'm not a grandchild. I'm above and not beneath. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a chosen generation. I will fulfill the call of God in my life. Satan, you may. I may get knocked down, but guess what? I'm just tough enough. I'm going to get up, learn from my mistakes, and I'm going to move on. And that's what you need to do, too. And let the Lord heal those hurts in your life. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Maybe you're watching from a, a, a jail cell. Many of you that you watch from jail. Maybe you're watching from a nursing home and you feel rejected by your family or in the hospital. I want you just to cry out to Jesus. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's with you wherever you go. And he can be with you in the storms of life. Do y'all receive this word? I've got just a few praise reports that I want to read to you today from people that were either healed in one of our conferences or by watching our program. This is to increase your faith that we still serve a supernatural miracle-working God Up now. There was a lady named Teresa that was at one of our conferences, had severe back pain, severe sciatic pain. We prayed for her and instantaneously the pain left. Look at God. Isn't that awesome? Uh, There's a lady named Rhonda. She had this huge uh, lump on her arm that was causing severe pain uh, with neuropathy, and she was going to have to go to the neurologist. We laid hands on her, and I could feel that lump dissolve. That's not me. That's Jesus, the miracle-working God. Uh, There was a lady named Olivia that was in one of our conferences. Olivia was dealing with anxiety and maybe some depression, but she didn't tell anybody. And the Lord gave me a word of knowledge, and she came up for prayer, and she said that that spirit of heaviness left that day, and she's never had it again. Praise God. Uh, there's a lady named Kathy. Kathy had fallen, and it looked like she had a broken arm. She was in severe pain. Uh, touched that arm. She said the pain left instantaneously, and in fact, she was out working in her yard. Now, this is not to bring any glory to me. That's to increase your faith that whatever you need from the Lord today, You receive because He is a supernatural, miracle-working God of now. Be blessed. I pray this message blessed you. And as you're thinking about your life and you're thinking about different things that you've gone through, hey, if you are alive, you've been rejected at some point in your life. And maybe that rejection brought in a spirit of trauma and it has followed you every area of your life. You always feel like you're going to be rejected. Always trying to explain yourself. Never feeling loved. But Jesus loves you. And this is your day to be set free from that spirit of rejection. Aren't you ready to live your life with some joy and peace? You've got to do that by moving forward and quit looking back. And if you are dealing with that spirit of rejection, maybe it was from your childhood, maybe it was from a marriage, maybe you've lost a loved one, I want to pray with you right now. Lord, I lift up everyone that is watching this program. I rebuke the spirit of trauma. I rebuke that spirit of rejection. And Lord, I pray right now that you wrap your arms around them and you heal all the hurt, all the pain. And that Lord, you just let them know that they are never alone. That Lord, your Holy Spirit is with them wherever they go. I believe you're receiving peace. I believe some of you are receiving your joy now, and you're going to sleep well tonight. Some of you haven't been sleeping well, but I think as you forgive people and you forgive yourself, the Lord is going to set you free from this spirit of trauma and rejection. Now, if you're watching this show and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that's the most important decision you'll ever make. If that's you and the Holy Spirit speaking to you, we do have a 1-800 number. Call now. If we don't pick up the phone, we will call you back because this is an important decision that can change your life. Yes, you'll go through storms of life, but you're never alone. Jesus is always with you. You need special prayer? Call the 1-800 number. We will be glad to pray with you. Now, we can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. And I'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us. Some of you have been watching for a long time, and maybe you think, well, I've got just a little and that can't help us. Hey, any amount will help because television is expensive. So we encourage you please consider partnering with us or just a one-time offering. Together, we can change this world for Jesus. Also, send us those praise reports. I know the Lord touched you today. So send us praise reports. I love to hear and see what God's doing in your life. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all. New on Curiosity Stream: Squirrels. They're quick, they're quirky, and they go nuts for nuts. From stashing food to fighting snakes, these feisty foragers know how to survive. Don't miss Nuts About Squirrels. And MTV's killing the radio star. Dungeons and Dragons is sweeping the nation, and moms across the country are in a moral uproar. It's Parents Versus Pop Culture on a new episode of That Time When. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit curiositystream.com.